0: It's Chander with the Contemporary Horsemanship Podcast, and today I want to talk about horse shows from the horse's perspective. So, this might get a little long. I had a lot to write down in my notes about this, so it might be a two parter. Um, But I'm just going to start at the very beginning, and that's going to be getting on the trailer at home and then kind of go through each of the things that a horse would experience going to, being at the trailer, or being at the show. Um, and then going home. So I'm just going to go through all those different things. And hopefully there are different things that you might not have necessarily thought about. Um, and then kind of why they're so intense for the horses and kind of ways to train this and ways to look at it from the horse's perspective and break it down so that it's not so overwhelming for horses. Um, I think we just, when, especially when showing, we think about it through our perspective. We do that all the time, it's hard to look at at things from a different person's perspective, let alone an animal's perspective. Um, And especially with showing, we really want, we get stuck in like, okay, well, I want to go to the show. I want to do this and this and this. And then we're frustrated when the horse doesn't um, cooperate with the things that we want to do. At least that was my perspective. I feel like that's probably also a lot of other people's. When I was showing a lot, I would be like, well, I've been working on this, and I want to do this, and then when I take my horse to the show, I'd be like, well, I can't do what I want to do, because my horse doesn't want to cooperate, so... This is going to be a little bit about why it's so hard for horses to be at shows and at different environments. So it doesn't have to necessarily be shows. It could be a clinic. It could be a trail ride. It could be the vet's office, whatever else. But specifically, I'm going to be talking about shows, but this could go for taking your horse to any new environment. That could be even just like selling a horse um, and taking them to a new, new place, which I talked about a couple episodes ago. But anyways, um, first, I'm just going to start with getting in the trailer. So I think I've had multiple episodes on just trailer loading itself, um, but trailer loading is very unnatural for horses. So horses are claustrophobic. Um, it, you would probably feel what that's like if lots of people are claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic at least. So being like being in an elevator freaks me out, um, especially with like lots of other people. Um, so. Horses are claustrophobic. They're not supposed to be in little tiny places. That's where the predators are going to come and eat you. And usually those places are where predators live. So a cave, a horse would never go into a cave willingly. They're not going to be like, oh, I wonder what's in here. No, they're going to see like that dark, scary hole. It already looks scary um, visually. And then they know that predators are seen around there and that there would be no escape if a predator were to come around. So just small spaces in general are going to freak out a lot of horses. So that could be a stall. That could be a, a pen, a round pen, something like that. But a trailer is just one of those other small places. So dark and small, not good for horses. Predator, they know predators can get them and they can't get out. So, And then you're going to see a lot of fight as well because they can't get out. So that's where you can see a horse that's in a trailer and it's panicking. And it's fighting to get its way out because flight is not possible. So pulling back, scrambling in the trailer, um, just trying to get out as fast as possible, all those are going to be potential behaviors you could see. So just getting in the trailer is going to be just part of it. So lots of training needs to go into getting your horse into the trailer at home. So I would start with just in one space, one place, start with getting your horse into the trailer slowly over time, breaking it down. And you can go and listen to my podcasts on that. You can go and watch my videos on that. It's Contemporary Horsemanship on YouTube and Patreon, depending on how much content you want to watch and learn from. Um, but yeah. So I'm just going to go over it in just a little review, kind of an overview. So keep your horse trailer in one spot, get your horse confidently going on, backing off, turning around, whatever you want to do. I like to teach both just in case um, and make sure that they can get in the trailer and stay in the trailer on their own first. Then once they can do that, then work on shutting them in, making sure they're comfortable while they're shut in and then start um, moving that trailer at that point. So you can start taking them on little rides um, and then making sure that they can get in and off in different locations. And I would do that at your barn or at your home first. So that's going to be the, the next step after getting the horse in the trailer um, is getting them on and off in a somewhat new location. So if that means driving it up 50 or 100 feet to a different spot and then getting off there, like that should be your horse's first trailer ride It is Okay, they went that you drove up maybe to your front yard or another place on your property that's safe and enclosed just in case they get scared and then they can get off there. And then you can work on getting back on in that same location, getting off in a different location, and then getting on in a different location. That's really, really important that a lot of people don't think about is until you're at the show is, oh, my horse won't get on the trailer now because it's in a different location, especially if you've only started with loading in one spot because that's going to help the horse to generalize or to um, not to generalize, to 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 be very specific. To okay, this in this place, I get on the trailer, and these are the cues to do that. And then once they're really solid, that's when you want to move it to that different location so that they can generalize. And making it a small change at first. So it's like okay, now I get in the trailer over here, and now I get in the trailer over here. But they're all safe locations on your property or at your barn or whatever. So to where the horse can still feel safe, he can see his buddies. It's not too far away. Things like that. And you're going to slowly build the horse's confidence. So. Then once the horse can get on in different locations or on your property, then you can take it for a little bit longer and a little bit longer trailer rides. And then you're always coming back home. That's another important thing, too. In the beginning, you always come home because a lot of the times when horses are trailered, like they get in and then they get off at a different location and they never go back. And that can be scary as well. Like it would be terrifying if someone just grabbed you and you went and now you're you live here now and you never go back to your old home. So i to make sure that they can always go back and they they get used to like, okay, get in the trailer, go for a ride, come back. It's not a big deal. Those are really important first. Um, the other parts of trailer loading that are scary is riding in it for a long time uh, or that can be Not necessarily scary. It could be, but stressful too, um, that we got to think about, especially if we're traveling for a long distance, making sure horses are comfortable in trailers, um, that can cause them stress. And then when they get to the show, they can be more stressed. Again, think about trigger stacking and then being alone is another part of that. So they're in that tiny little space and probably worrying about that. And then a lot of times they're trailer alone. So bringing a buddy is a big thing that I'm going to talk about in a little bit too, is having another horse to go with that horse eventually maybe you could take one horse. If you can't take two horses, take a mini horse, take a donkey, take something that the the horse can feel comfortable with. That's really, really important. Um, Horses are not meant to be alone and it's going to make your life easier because the horse is more relaxed if you bring that horse a friend. So that might be you bringing your own friend that has a horse or you have another horse that goes with that horse or a mini horse that goes with that horse. Um, I have a mini horse specifically to be my show horse's friend. So I can take him with her or with my other horses um, and that, that she's never alone. That was the whole point of having them. And I think that's getting a little bit more like mainstream. Uh, I think last year year before when they had the last olympics where at least in the paralympics they had um where you could have your buddy horse outside of the arena so the the rider would do the dressage test and that other buddy horse would be right out there that is great that needs to be happening all the time i see that with Barrel racing, the horse is on the outside of the arena, and then he can come back to his friend. Anything you can do that with, I would do that. Makes um, the horses just settle. It's more natural for the horses. So they're not all alone. They're not going to have as many like behavioral issues because they're not afraid and just thrown out there by themselves. So being alone is a big thing. Let them ride with a buddy. That is important. So um, then after kind of that initial trailer, loading, training, traveling, being in that new location. So horses usually have a home range, even out in the wild, like they travel a little bit and they kind of stay in this little area. Um, And it's going to be different depending on like what size of, of land is open for those horses, but they do have a home range and they have like certain places where they don't really go and those are tend to be wooded or where the predators are, stuff like that. But that's important to know is that that's a natural thing for horses to have a home range. Um, and then they don't travel a lot or travel quickly unless they're kind of like distressed. So thinking of like horses that are being round up or horses that are being chased. Usually if they're just like going to find some more food or going to find some water, they're just going to walk or trot um, and, and move just casually out there. So um, and they're going to do that again as a herd. So horses are not going to be seen alone um, unless they're being forced out of the herd. So again, that could be a traumatic experience. They get separated for some reason, they're injured or they're sick. So those are going to be the times where you're going to see a horse by themselves. Um, I had seen one alone and it definitely looked stressed. It didn't look good. I don't know if it was searching for another horse or had been chased away from the herd that it was with. I'm not sure, but it definitely looked distressed. Um, So just think about that too, when you're trying to take a horse by itself, it's definitely gonna be a lot more stressful on the animal. So everything is different. Everything is different to your horse. Certain horses don't necessarily show you that everything is different and they're worried about certain things, especially seasoned horses, which I would hope you're starting off showing with older horse, more experienced horse, and then work with those more green horses but everything is different in a new location. Everything has changed. Nothing is the same and that's scary for a lot of horses. Just you, it doesn't have to be something that's moving and making noise. It could be oh, like the trash can is in a different location. This this has been moved. That's what horses are wired to to notice. Like, oh my gosh, this has been moved. Maybe there's danger over here. That's that's part of their nature. So um when I was taking riding lessons at this one barn this horse Um, would spook at the trash can in the same location every single time. It was always scary. So even if it hadn't moved, it was still scary. So knowing that when you're changing everything else about the environment, it's going to be even more scary. So thinking about those little tiny things that might not be scary. So when you're at home, moving things around, getting them used to change, like it might just be, okay, I moved the trash can over here, I moved this over there, I I tacked up in a different location. Try not to get into routines. We get really stuck in routines with horses and then we go to a horse show and we are confused when our horses are just not behaving like they do at home. It's like, well, there's never any change at home. You always come and you always ride at 3.30, you put them back at at 4.30 and you get on in the same place and you tack up in the same place and then we wonder when we go to the show why the horse is having a hard time. If you always do everything in the same location at the same time, they're not going to cope with change well. You're going to have to change things up. Sometimes you can ride in the morning. Sometimes you can ride later. Um, And I know it's harder with busier schedules, but if you have to ride at the same time, maybe take them out, do like, just don't have the same like rigid schedule schedule. So maybe we do some groundwork, maybe we just groom and then we go ride or we, we get tacked up in a different location, right? Tack them up in the arena, right? Untack them in the arena and just kind of mix it up as much as you can. Move obstacles around, move jumps around. Um, Side note before I forget, if you're specifically jumping, have the jumps or the type of jumps that you're going to jump in the show at home. I made that mistake. I, I went to this show and they had like roll tops and they had like fake grass on the jumps and they had different fillers and we were not at all prepared for the fillers. And it was, it was okay. Like it was a, it was a learning experience. The horse I had was really quiet, but that could have been a huge, big mess if, that horse wasn't quiet, and that I expected the horse to just go over these jumps. Make sure you have the fillers and the type of the jump that you're going to jump at the place, and that's going to go for anything. Like um, always, practice a level uh, above where you're going to show at. But that's just a side note, so I wouldn't forget that later. But um, the context is is huge. So moving those things around, like um, the barn I was at as well. The the course was pretty much always the same. That it was really hard to like move anything because other people wanted it the same, you know, and the lesson instructor had the final say. So that was kind of tough. And like, I get that. Um, if you can bring like your own kind of things, like I have just like stuff from the dollar store, like I have little pinwheels and I have pool noodles and I have like a little curtain that I made and just little things that you could put out maybe while you're riding and then take away. Um, and just kind of mix it up so the horse used to change. Riding in different locations this is important. Not always the same arena at the same time. If you have access to different arenas, that'd be great. Or if you can ride in the pasture or if you can go to a different location that's not um, super far away or super scary. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. But just changing things up a little bit will help your horse just be comfortable with that. Like change is part of their routine and they're cool with that um, context changes things. So remember how important context is at home. Just like I was talking about move objects to new locations. Um, and then the horse can just be, get used to that stuff. So that's really important. Just little tiny things that you can do and get in the habit of doing it so that you don't get stuck in it. Cause we are also like creatures of habit. Um, like for a really long time, I would just groom my horses or my Mustang specifically, like in the round pen. And then I was like, okay, well they need to be groomed out in the yard they need to be groomed in the wash rack they need to be groomed in the arena in their pastures like lots of different places and they they did really well with that for horses that didn't generalize well they did well so just those little things can really help and then we've got horses need to have positive experiences going new places so going to little like just new barns where nothing's going on nothing's happening that's going to be your perfect place to start and just baby steps I say that with everything. We do tiny little things to build up to our goal. So just taking to your your horse to hopefully like a barn down the road where nothing's happening. There's not a bunch of lessons going on. It's definitely not a show. And you can just take your horse there and maybe hand grease for a little bit, pop him back in the trailer and go home. Positive experiences are important. It's not going to be a positive experience if your first experience off property is to a horse show where there's all kinds of things going on. There's vendors, there's people, there's children, there's all this activity, and then you just ride your horse in a bunch of classes and tire him out and put a bunch of pressure on him. He's not going to want to go back in the trailer. He's not going to want to go anywhere. So positive experiences. Um, And again, bringing that horse a buddy. So if you can bring your horse and, and his friend or your friend and a mini horse or something to go with him, and you can take that horse and just let him go graze somewhere, hang out, and then build up from there. So Maybe you go to a nice barn that you know that's really quiet at a certain time of day and they can go and they can graze and then they can maybe wander around their arena together or whatever and then they get back in the trailer. And then... You could do that and make sure they're being comfortable and then maybe do some groundwork the next time and then maybe ride them a little bit the next time and just kind of grow from there and then maybe go to a a little bit more challenging environment and then go to a show just to watch and then build up to maybe I go and I show in halter, maybe I show in an easy class and then I kind of build up from there. So We got to be thinking about the horses. It's really hard when we just think about, well, I want to go and compete in this event and we don't take the horse's feelings and their nature into consideration. So another big thing is not letting the horse see his buddy at all times. I get that that might not necessarily be possible, but I would again build up to that, train up to that point to where your horse is confident going off and doing something alone. But I think now at this point, especially most people aren't going to be showing at giant crazy shows. And even if they are, you could probably have a horse and have a helper hold the horse over by the arena, by the arena gate. And like, it's not a big deal. Um, and then if it is a big deal, kind of reevaluate, like, is this really necessary? <laughs> um, is it such a big deal that I can't bring my horse's buddy to, to do the show? Maybe we could switch disciplines or do whatever. Um, and sometimes like that's, some horses just don't settle. Um, when I had my off the track thoroughbred, my main one, I had multiples and and they were all different, but the, the main horse that I had, he would never settle. He couldn't even settle necessarily at home cause he was just so stressed out all the time. And we tried to do as much, uh, different training things and, but we would do, online dressage shows and he was tense at home. So I was like, there's no way he's going to be able to do this at a show. Even with a friend, there's no way for him that that was ever going to be something where it didn't stress him out way too much. And that's going to be one of those realities. Some horses just don't handle stress well and don't handle new environments well. And that's okay. If showing is something that you really, really, really want to do, get a different horse for it. Not all horses are meant for all things and that's all right because forcing the horse to do that that thing that you want is sometimes never going to work or it's going to be really frustrating and sometimes we just don't fit together. Get something that's more seasoned or older or something else because um, like for him specifically, I know that would have never been a good fit for him. I could have worked on it for a very long time and I just don't think that would have been a good fit. So, and that's okay. It's not a big deal. Um, I specifically bought a Laid back quarter horse type for that very reason. She's a completely different horse than he is. And I still need to um, bring her along slowly and, and do all the things that I mentioned and make sure that she's confident the whole time because she's, at the end of the day, still a horse. And I want to make sure that she's confident and comfortable and doesn't feel alone and not stressed out. Um, but she's a lot just settled, more settled than he was. So, um, and another thing while I'm talking about him is that. He was exposed to a lot. It it really depends on on how you expose your horse to things. Um, and sometimes they still don't settle. Like he he ran, uh let's see, I can't remember exactly how long he raced for. I think he raced for a couple of years at least. Not super long. Um, but so on the track he was exposed to a lot of things. You know, there's gonna be people and noise and crowds and all kinds of stuff, tractors, other horses lots of things going on. And he still, even with all that experience, which I don't know exactly what that experience was, but I'm going to go ahead and say that it probably wasn't great just knowing the horse. Um, he still, even though he saw it all, he, it was not cool. Like he was, he could not settle. So that's another important thing is that even though they see things, that doesn't mean they're going to be cool with it next time. Just because they see, oh, they've seen people at a horse show before doesn't mean that they're going to be okay with it next time. So that's another thing to, to think about. It's really important for the horses to go back to what I was talking about earlier. Um, not being able to see other horses and read their re- reactions can be really scary for a lot of horses. That's how they stay safe. So they don't, they're don't. they not meant to just go out by themselves and are like, okay, well, I'll be able to look out for all predators. They're meant to be in a herd. They take Um, body language cues from other horses so that they can know if danger is around. So that's really important. So again, I'm going to say it a million times, bring your horse a friend or at least be able that they can see other horses while they're at the show. But bring the horse a friend, one that they do actually like, not just some random horse that might work, but I would bring one that they feel comfortable with that they can see. That's going to help them a lot. Okay, so moving on to putting the horse in a stall or having horse stand tied at the trailer. Those are going to be your two most common options at a horse show. Um, Make sure that your horse knows how to stall. I'm going to talk about the stall first. Make sure they stall at home. (laughs) If your horse doesn't stall at home or has never been in a stall, don't just assume that they're going to do well in the stall. Lots of stalls are really scary for horses. They're really dark. They don't have a lot of lighting. So again, a cave, which is scary. Um, they most of the time can't see other horses. Um, it can be really confining and claustrophobic for them. So make sure that they already know how to stall and they have good experiences with it at your house first. So if you don't have stalls, like I don't have stalls. Um, I would just work on like having my horses go into small spaces. So like I have little shelter areas for them and they go in there on their own in the, like when it's raining or they're, it's buggy out or whatever. And so they're used to going in those places on their own anyway um, and spending time in there. If you can move some panels and just let them like leave the gate open, let them come in and out, but it feels a little bit more um, like confined, but then they can just like, they can still go in and out. Just, I don't want to recommend um, getting them used to it by trapping them in there. That's not a good way to get them used to it. That's that's just going to make your problem worse. What I would recommend is if you don't have a place like you can do it, or like if you have like a little shelter, like I have like a little run-in shed and you can just put like a little gate on it, or you can use a panel or something, I would just start with it being open so that the horse can leave whenever he wants. But I would just work on feeding them in there. Um, Like my horses go in there on their own, but they like to come out. Like if they hear a noise, they're going to want to come out and they're, open on one side so or two sides depending on what shelter they're in but letting them come out is really important don't just lock them in there and be like oh well they're used to it no you just scared them because they feel like they have no way out and that's going to make it worse so just let them put some hay in there let them come in and out and eat their hay and just associate that with good things then eventually when they're calm enough you can go ahead shut the gate for short amounts amounts of time while they eat some hay and then open it back up do not just shut them in there and lock them in there Um, But that's what I would do with my horses if I was going to keep them in a stall. Um, Just kind of work on that, keeping them in confined spaces and having positive experiences with it. That's really important. Then I would go ahead and take them to a place that has stalls and let them go in there, let them hang out, explore, eat some food in there, and come out whenever they want. That's perfectly fine. Um, And then again, building up the amount of time that they can stand in there. Every horse is going to be different. Like, if I took my horses, if I took all of my horses somewhere together and I put my quarter horse in the stall, she'd probably be totally fine. If I just threw her in there and put some food in there, I don't think she would care. Um, my Mustangs would probably be quite worried because they've never been in a stall. So I would want to put them in, let them hang out, take them out so that they can see other horses. And I would put them all next to each other. I would make sure that they could still see other horses. And probably I would. Make sure for the mustangs they would be all next to each other, so they have a horse that they are friends with, and they could see. Like if I was just taking my quarter horse and her mini horse friend, I'd probably just throw them in there together. They're out together, they know each other, and then they're not alone. So that's going to help as well. But that's another thing that you might have to train is putting your horse in a stall. The last thing I have about stalls, or the last couple things. Um, don't just take your horse there and throw them in and hope for the best, especially if the stall is not like a permanent kind of structure. Horses can get really injured in stalls. Um, we don't necessarily think about it, but you, especially when you have, um, like the fabric ones, I've seen horses like rip through those and bite other horses. Um, your horse could be the aggressor or could be the one being bit. They can climb up the sides of them. They can get a leg stuck in. If you have like the bars that I've seen that, they can get hung up on things in the stall, so hay nets, um, if you have blankets on, making sure thing all those things are safe. Um, I've seen a horse jump out of a half stall door, so that's definitely a possibility. I wouldn't put it past any horse. A little small horse jumped over a half door uh, from a standstill and got out and um, scraped himself up, so that's really dangerous. Um making sure that that doesn't happen as much as you possibly can. So again, to get these things to not happen, it's not just throw the horse in the stall and then go register for your classes. Watching the horse, making sure the horse is going to be calm and relaxed in that stall. So building up at home, increasing the amount of time they can stay in the stall in a safe, quiet place, then taking them to a show and just... Brent in the stall for the weekend and let him hang out there and bringing his friend with and having good experiences. Those are so important so that these things don't happen. Um, But ideally, if you had one with bars, I would do that um, so that they are less likely to escape. That's not completely unlikely. I've seen that too. I've seen a horse knock down the, the sliding door and get out of town. So we don't want that either. Um, but doing those things, having the food, having the buddies are going to help prevent those things, but they can happen. Just putting the horse in the stall, I feel like lots of people think they're totally safe and cool in there, but that's not necessarily true. The other thing. And last thing I have about stalls is if your horse is going to stall the whole time, especially especially when they're usually on pasture, they're going to have a lot more energy because they're just standing in there. And then if you add the show environment to that, you're going to have a much different horse than you have at home. So your horse might be um, a Ferrari when he's usually like a Chevy. (laughs) So definitely keep that into consideration. Taking them out, letting them walk around, lunging them, ground driving, if that's something you do, doing practice rides, just getting them out um, so that they're not just standing in there all day is really important. So The flip side of this is going to be horses standing tied. This is probably more dangerous than the stalls, but sometimes stalls are not options. Um, So make sure this is a no-brainer. Make sure your horse knows how to tie safely. They feel comfortable and they can stay tied. Um, There's just so many things that can go wrong there. Um, Keeping them, keep an eye on them. So hopefully if you can bring someone with you who's somewhat knowledgeable about horses and they can watch your horse, um, I don't like to hard tie horses. Um, You can get a horse pulling back and hurting themselves. But again, if you're not hard tying, you can get a horse that pulls back and leaves town. So that's important to know your horse. Make sure they tie, they tie well and they tie safely and they'll stay there. If that's not an option for you, you can get panels and you can bring them on the side of your trailer and you can make a little pen if your horse does not tie. That is a good thing to do. Again, if your horse is gonna stay in those panels. Everything I'm gonna say is like, But you could do this, but oh, it's a danger, (laughs) danger, danger. But that's horses are dangerous animals. And you can, you have to be thinking ahead. Like, okay, well, well, is he going to stay in this fence? can it bring an electric fence. Is he going to stay in it? Is that something he's used to? Will he stay in the panels? Like just being prepared for all these things and doing it like at the quiet location, doing it at your house before you go to the show is really important. I think we just don't think things through all the time that, um, my horse is not necessarily used to this thing and it's a big, powerful prey animal. We just think, oh, it'll be fine. And, and then a lot of the times it's not. So I think that's why I'm so like, always like, oh, this could go wrong. This could go wrong. This could go wrong. But as long as I'm planning that ahead, most of the time it doesn't. So, but yeah, having some panels or electric fence or something that you can put your horse in, that'd be great. Or if you could tie him up in that pen, pen, that would also be great, but don't leave them out in the sun. I've seen so many horses tied to the trailer all day, right in the sun, And horses usually don't drink well when they're traveling. So that's another thing. Make sure they have shade. Make sure they they can still go move their feet. So if they're standing tied, they're not grazing and moving. They can still have a lot of energy. They can feel claustrophobic even though they see other horses because they can't move around. So that's another thing. Um, But yeah, uh, make sure that they're, even if they have a horse next to them, I've seen horses fight each other at the trailer Um, that's dangerous. Even horses that know each other. So make sure that they really do get along before you tie them next to each other. Um, And make sure that they can see other horses. That that will help. And if they have a buddy that they actually get along with. So those are all really important things with tying. And just kind of along with like keeping the horse comfortable at the show is eating and drinking most horses. Um, while traveling and while in different locations might not definitely might not drink nearly as much. So bringing water from home is good. Or if they like, maybe if they like Gatorade or one of those like little packets, you can put in their water. Um, one of my horses, when I would take him to shows, he would drink once I put hay in the water. He, I don't know why, but it worked. You'd put a bunch of hay in the water. He would kind of start to eat it. And then he would start drinking. That worked really well. Some kind of flavoring, um, works well. Um, kind of depends on your horse. Um, I like to keep mine hydrated with like wet Timothy pellets or alfalfa pellets, so that they they have that like hydration even if they're not wanting to drink. Um, but yeah, that's really important. And then bringing your own food from home is important. Bringing plenty of hay and hay nets, like don't just bring. I'm going to bring one hay net for the whole day. The horse could eat that in an hour and then stands there the rest of the time. So. Just make sure you bring more than you would need. I, I would bring a whole bale um, and then pop whatever in your hay net. Um, more so if you're going to go for a longer, a longer show or clinic or something. And then getting your horse out to go and, and hand graze is good for them as well. So just little things. But I think mo- most importantly is going to be drinking. Um, just because lots of horses don't drink nearly as much as they should when they're traveling. So that's really important. So another thing that can affect a horse's behavior at shows or clinics or other events is going to be just the other horses. So lots of different horses. So just the amount of horses can be scary, um, especially if the horses haven't been used to that many Um, horses moving toward them, coming up behind them, getting too close to them. All of those things can be really scary um, if your horse, especially if they're like pretty sensitive or like pretty like meek and not really like um confident that can be really scary so definitely if you're doing some kind of like a flat class if you're going in the warm up ring of any kind cuz those places are pretty intense usually um flat classes so horses coming up behind your horse um and then again in the warm up ring they're going to be coming at you too um those are going to be things you're going to want to practice at home, just like everything else, <laughs> just like all the things I mentioned earlier. Um, have someone ride towards you and behind you and start baby steps, so pretty far away. Get a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer, that kind of thing. Rewarding your horse, having your horse start at the standstill, making sure they're at a safe place in the arena, so usually closer to the gate on that side. So you don't want to go ride your horse to the far end of the arena and then have your friend canter up behind you. That's not going to be a good situation probably. So um, practicing these uh, things are really, really going to be important. Um, like the, the little show things should be part of like lessons. So, um, and I think a lot of them are, but it's going to be making sure horses, especially horses that are not usually ridden in groups. Like for me, I have my own place. So it's just me most of the time. So if I was going to go compete in one of those shows, I would have someone come over or I'd take my horse somewhere and, and get that, working before I went to the show because none of my horses are used to that um if your horse is ridden in like a boarding bar and they're probably okay with that or if they're like in group lessons that's probably cool but I would just do at least one lesson just to make sure um things like that and then when you line up like usually if you line up at the end of a flat class make sure you're keeping a good distance um it, depending on how your horse feels about them like staying in toward one of the arena versus the other and I'll talk about that a little bit later but um some that's one of those things that is, we kind of forget about is oh uh, horses love other horses and generally that's true but sometimes it can be scary for them the other thing about that is horses who are showing like fear behaviors so if they're afraid or if they're running around something like that because again they they look to each other to 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 tell each other about danger so if one's running or you know rearing something like that having issues then it's very likely that the others are going to do the same thing or at least pick up on that energy. Like there's a famous like video that goes around on the internet where there's like a group lesson and one horse, like he gets spooked or something and his rider falls off. And then it's like everybody else in the lesson falls off eventually over the next like minute or two. So that's kind of one of those good examples of that is, um, they pick up on that and then they're like, oh my gosh, that horse is running. I should be running too. And people do that. We do that too. But horses are going to be even more sensitive to that. So if you, there's a horse that's, that's why you get excused in a class. If your horse is kind of having issues like that, if they're like not going forward or they, you know, bolting things like that, you can get excused from classes. Um, it's just for the safety. So if that's happening, um, If to your horse, retiring is good to be like, okay, he's too much. It's dangerous for everybody else. Just like retire, go to the center of the ring. If they let you out, whatever, something like that. Um, If another horse is having an issue, try to keep as much distance as possible. Um, you can stop, slow down or get off if you need to, all those are totally fine. Um, your safety is way more important than any class placing or ribbon. And sometimes like if there's, um, a disruptive horse, they'll just pause the class anyway. So safety is always first, but there's no use in pushing your horse through something or continuing on if there's, you know, if there's a lot of, um, worried horses going on. So that's just not super safe. So that's just another side note is something that we might not think about, but it could be important. Uh, let's see. Okay. So the show itself. So other things that you might not think about that are happening in a show environment that you probably won't necessarily practice at home, but probably should. So the loudspeaker. So if you can, have, like, even like the radio playing, or again, that's why it's so important to just go to a show and hang out so the horse can get used to the announcer and the loudspeaker and the music and whatever else is happening. Get used to that and, and loud sounds because usually, like, my barn's pretty quiet. The barns I work at, pretty quiet. Not a whole lot going on. There's definitely not a loudspeaker on every day. So, it's something that they need to get used to. Um, people, crowds, uh, again, very specifically, non horse people. So, if you're at a boarding barn, sometimes you're going to get non horse people. Um, when I boarded a lot, I would get non-horse people pretty frequently and I, you know, they want to pet my horse or whatever, but I was always there to be like, okay, this is how you act around horses, things like that. Especially when you go to a big show or a fair or rodeo something, you're going to get a lot of people who don't know how to act around horses. So that might be, you know, loud noises, screaming, running, things that you generally are not supposed to do around horses. Those things are probably going to happen so why it's important to take your horses and not compete and just get them used to those kinds of environments um practice those things at home if you can and just getting them used to things but knowing that that's going to happen so if you have a horse that's you know you want to show but he's really sensitive maybe just pick out those like quiet shows that he can go to the ones that are really low key um and that's probably going to be best for him anyway he's probably not going to do a sport where it's going to be um, a lot of intensity, so just knowing your horse and and knowing that those things are gonna happen. But th- I've had that happen, like I was riding at a flat class, and it was a pretty quiet show, but they had bleachers, and someone had fallen down the bleachers and scared my horse. And that was, you know, that's not that person's fault, but it was just one of those like scary loud noises. Like I don't have bleachers at my house, you know, so um, those things kind of happen. So when those things do happen, it's just important to remember like it's a horse okay a scary loud thing happened there's no reason to punish them you're just going to make it worse it's like oh okay oh well no big deal when you continue on but it's really important to know that those things are going to happen and like look out for them if possible so getting your horse around people is important Um, meeting new people, having good experiences with new people or kids or dogs and things like that so that they, they see a new person and then, oh, that person, usually when a new person comes, I get a treat or I get a scratch, things like that. Those are really important pairing things. That same thing goes for new objects. So banners are a big one. Banners are really scary. Um, getting up to the banner nice and slow, reinforcing, letting them hang out near the banner. Um, definitely don't recommend chasing your horse near the banner and that's not going to work out. <laughs> like getting after them, that's going to make them more scared. Don't do either of those things. Um, having some practice ones, like even if you don't have an actual banner, like hang a tarp up in your arena, practice with that. Um, different signs can look scary to horses. I've had that happen as well. Where We were in an arena that was, I think, like doubly used as like a rodeo arena. So it had like shoots and then it had like signs and the words. kind of scary to my horse so i just had i would have him rest over there so he's like a little afraid so depending on the horse's fear level he was just like eh, a little wary he didn't really want to go by it so just knowing that ahead of time so he's going to want to come off the rail a little bit that's okay give him some space don't force him to be on the rail and then like when i was warming up that day i would just like kind of do whatever i was working on and i would let him go stand near that and rest and then if your horse is much more fearful then you know Taking a lot more time in the warm up, maybe not even doing a class in there, and just pairing that sign with great things. So he has treats, he has scratches, he has he can go hang out over there, and nothing bad happens. And just getting him used to that. So lots of exposure, um, and then that that's going to go for all new objects. Take your time, let them just see it pair it with food, pair it with positive things. So like every new thing is, is good. Like, Oh, look, I see a new object and then I get reinforced. And that's not necessarily how it's going to go all the time. Like sometimes they're gonna be like, Oh my God, I'm in danger. I need to run away. (laughs) That's just how horses are. But keeping that distance is really important as well. So you you can recognize that before you get to the point where the horse is like, oh my god, I need to go. So paying attention to the body language, approaching slowly, retreating, approaching, retreating, and kind of staying away and then very gradually getting closer and closer to that scary thing. Instead of just going up to it and giving the horse a treat, that doesn't always work. So vehicles are another thing. Like mine know them as the food cart, which is a good pairing. So like I, I'll get hay and then the truck brings the hay and then they get some hay and that works really well. But, you know, depending on the show, there could be like trucks carrying barrels if you barrel race or just trucks carrying jumps or who knows if you're going to a fair. There could be all kinds of crazy stuff. So um, just getting your horse used to moving vehicles, having them follow vehicles was really good. So when something moves away from the horse, they build confidence because they kind of feel like they can kind of chase it and it's leaving. So... That would be another thing you could do. Um, and all kinds of vehicles as well, if you can. If you have, if you're, if they're available to you, practice those. Tractors are a big one. Lots of dragging and tractors. Um, they could be scary to horses that aren't used to them. Um, again, getting your horse out, getting them used to them, keeping a distance and then working your way up, paus- pairing it with positive things. So food um, works really well. Traffic too. Um, I would try to avoid the traffic as much as possible. Like you might see like, there might be a little bit of traffic at like a rodeo or a large show or a fair type thing. Um, try to keep your horses away from just because traffic is dangerous. Traffic dangerous for people. So um, getting them used to cars. But I would avoid lots of different situations that are just not safe for horses. Especially when you get into those big environments. And going along with that is making sure that if you... Take your horse to a place that's not completely enclosed. And if he got away from you for some reason, like either he's not going to get away from you and he's going to stay cool or like, you know, you trust him enough that he, if he pulls away, he'll just stop or something. So knowing your horse is going to be really important and knowing the environment. Like if I want to take my Mustang somewhere, I'm going to make sure that place is completely enclosed. I'm not going to just go take them anywhere and like take them out. And there's like a big cross country field and then I can't catch them. Like set yourself up for success, plan ahead, Like if I'm going to take them somewhere, I'm going to take them where I can shut the gate and we can hang out and it's not a big deal and I can pop them back in the trailer. So planning ahead. Make sure that they're safe and it's an enclosed area, especially in the beginning. Um, It's just very dangerous. We want to make sure that everybody is safe. So another big thing that a lot of my horses were afraid of. So I did a lot of like hunter under saddle. We did like some like little hunter courses. I did some cross rails. I think the highest we jumped showing was like, oh, two, six, maybe. I don't know. Not nothing crazy. Um, but we, I would do like little hunter rounds um, and those ones the horse, or like um, where you do like the pattern, equitation pattern or Um, what's it called? Where you just do like the two jumps? I'm forgetting what it's called, but you go in singly and you do like a little pattern and you do like two jumps and then you stop. Um, we we did that kind of stuff. So like breed show, like quarter horse type things. Um, but anyways, any time any sport where the horse is gonna go in the arena alone, so you're gonna make it depending on your horse most of the time a little bit harder unless that horse is really afraid of like horses coming up behind them, but that makes it tough, especially when you go down to the end of that arena. That's where all the scary things are. That's where they're more likely to spook, things like that. So just planning ahead, knowing that. So like when I would warm up for those, I would like go, we'd go around and I'd let him see all the jumps. We might do a couple. Um, and then I would go to the back of the arena and we would just hang out and we'd just stand there. I wanted him to just relax, hang out, no big deal. like Because um, there was multiple arenas or like the banners I was telling about earlier, we'd just go hang out by the banners. The The show is not the place to train. The training should already be done. The show is to show and work on getting ready to show. So I would just go in there and we would hang out and just stand there. And that was it. So like, um, that's the kind of level of preparedness I need. And we would just go in there and hang out and it was totally cool. And he did really, really well. Um, so He's still, you know, every horse has their moments to be maybe a little bit more forward in the back. Um, They're going to be a little bit stickier going away from the gate. Things like that is totally fine. That's going to be to be expected. But um, just knowing those things ahead of time. And if your horse is like um, just newer to showing, they might spook or buck or bolt or do something when they're alone and when they're away from the gate. That's where you're going to see most of those behaviors. Um, so just getting your horse to rest on that side of the arena getting them familiar with the arena if you have a show where that can happen that would be important as well like when I was doing a lot of showing it was like a lot of one day like local shows so I would try to get there as early as possible so that we could go hang out in the warm-up arena and we could walk around and do whatever I did sort of see quite a few people just like oh, well, we're here, get on the horse, go show, and we're going home, <laughs> like, that was it, and I was like, and you can do that if you have, like, a, you know, a horse that you bought that's already has show miles, things like that, that's fine, I would say that's the exception, though, so just being aware of that, is, like, that's probably not super realistic, like, I'm always thinking of, like, the horses, um, like, okay, well, he may be afraid of this, like, we're gonna go hang out here, um, that kind of thing, versus, like, oh, I just want to go and show, and then we're going home, um, and not taking into into account those things and then the other thing about showing that can sour horses is the unnatural movements so you're going to see those in pretty much every sport but specifically like headsets um, a lot of running so barrel racing kind of things or other events like that show jumping stuff like that um dressage um jumping I already mentioned so stuff where like what I've also seen is where you go to a show and you're like, I'm going to do as many classes as possible. And then you wonder like why after a couple classes, your horse won't go in the end gate. Like I've described this in detail with the barrel racing, but it goes for pretty much any sport in the arena. So so like, let's say I want to go dressage show. And I've signed up for like five tests. Well, pretty soon that horse is going to be sour if I don't take those steps to make sure that they're not just working in the arena. They're pretty quickly going to figure out like, I'm not going to go in the arena because there's a lot of work in there. So I see that a lot. Like I'm going to do 10 flat classes today. And then by the fourth or fifth one, the horse doesn't want to go in the arena. Same thing with jumping. Jumping, that's pretty quick because the horse is tired out real fast and they're like, nope, I'm done. I saw that at a show the other day. He didn't want to go in the arena. So be really careful with that. That's how you make an arena sour horse is when you only work them in the arena. Like I said earlier, go in there, just let them hang out in the arena that's why you want to get there early, hang out in there, hang out next to it if possible. Um, it can be tough with, with the setup of some kinds of shows. So a lot of shows, it's like, so like the jumper show I went to, you go in, you do your round, you get, you come out. So there's really not a whole lot of time to like, oh, let my hair just go stand in the back corner, you know, that kind of thing. I get that. If you can go in there and warm up, that would be the perfect opportunity to do so. Um, Or if you could go and hang out like on the outside of the fence kind of toward the back corner. So they're like pretty close to it. That would work. Or if you can, if you're not going to get like in trouble or get points off or something where you could dismount at the end. Uh, Some sports do that. I know maybe not necessarily hunters because I know you have to do your course, do your circle and then leave. Um, that might not work, but like raining horses do that. So like they'll go do their sign stop, they'll stop, whatever, do it at the end and they hop off. If it's allowed, I would recommend doing it. And like I've seen lots of reiners hop off and then they undo their, they um, loosen their cinch a little bit. Um, those are all good things. And if you can't do that, that's fine. I would practice at home and in the warm up as much as possible. So the horse is used to that. So then you could get away with a little bit more pressure possibly, or if you could stop give them a treat while you stay on, if that's acceptable as well, things like that. So that you just make it a little bit nicer for your horse, um, so that they're wanting to come, come back in the arena and are willing to participate. But I do see a lot of horses at shows that are like, specifically with the showing that I did was like doing tons of courses and, or like doing lots of flat classes and then they're constantly like in a headset or their heads way down or they're doing it for far too long, you're going to make your horse arena sour and not want to travel and lots of different things. So they're going to connect everything and be like, well, I'm not going in the, show- in, in the shower in in the trailer because I didn't like where I went last time. I'm not going in the arena. There's lots of work in there. Like they're smart. So yeah, you want to be really careful with that. And it's important too, because like I mentioned earlier, usually horses aren't drinking well. Um, And that was another thing when I would go. It's hot here. Lots of shows are in the summer. They're already not super hydrated. And then you're riding it a ton. um, Then you can really get a sick horse pretty fast there. So that's another thing to watch out for. I would practice with prize giving as well. Um, If there's a sport where... You get your prizes at the end or they have to hand something to you. Try to practice that. If your horse is not going to stand there while someone puts a ribbon on it, like tell them to stop. Like don't do that or expose your horse to the ribbon beforehand. Um, Making sure they're cool with it. They're okay with it being in their face because sometimes, you know, most horse shows are out sores. It's going to blow in their face. That might be scary or if they have like the ones that go around their neck, that could be scary, or roses, blankets, that could also be scary if you're not riding. You don't usually ride in a blanket, so that could be scary as well. Just kind of practicing that, making sure they're cool with it before ahead of time, and if they're not cool with it, they don't have to do it. Just get off, just hold your prize. There's no, you already won, like you don't need to do it. So if your horse is having a tar- hard time, don't force him. So just make sure you're, like plan ahead, make sure. <laughs> My side note on this, and I see this all the time with like horse racing. If you're sneaking on them, you're doing something wrong. That was the note that I had. Do not do that. I've seen that at shows. We did like a Kentucky Derby show. It was like on the same day and we had a, a like a, not a bed of roses, but the thing that you put over their neck, like the racehorses have of roses, just like for fun and they were trying to put it on this lesson pony and he had it around his neck and he freaked out. And cause I just threw it on him and he was spinning around and he ran up and took off. And that was a giant mess because it was with little kids. But anyways, <laughs> so I've seen that go wrong. Um, if you, it's something your horse might be afraid of, just don't do it. And they'll tell you. So if they're looking at it weird and they're snorting and they're moving away from it, just don't do it. I had it on my horse. He didn't care. That's because I had an, um, an Appaloosa gelding that was just like I don't even think he was a horse. I think he was a robot on the inside because he just like was like whatever. I don't care. Um, he was very cool. But make sure that they're cool with all those things. And if they're like if they're not cool with it, don't do it. Like they put on the pony because they were like oh I want a cute picture, and then it was a big disaster. So. Plan ahead, get them used to ribbons, um, get them used to holding things. Like, um, I know in like quarter horse shows, you get like a trophy or you get a bag or a halter bag or whatever, you, all kinds of things. Practice that. Practice holding things from the saddle. It's just a good skill to have, like raincoats, all different kinds of things. Um, but yeah, that's just another side note that a lot of people don't think about. Um, other, just a quick run through, I talked about a little bit already is just knowing the environment and the prep for it. Don't just assume the horse will be fine. So like all different kinds of shows and things have different environments. So like rodeos, rodeos are gonna be intense. Um, there's different animals. You got cows and who God knows what else, there could be sheep and goats and, you know, bucking horses, lots of different things that horse, some horses might not even have seen before. So you would assume that horses are cool with cows, but I've seen quarter horses freak out when they see a cow. So they're not just, it's not just inherently going to be there regardless. They have to be exposed to them as well. So knowing that ahead of time, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, every rodeo I've gone to has been extremely loud. So loud noises, loud announcers, definitely going to see some tractors. So those are all important things. Don't assume that just because your horse has potentially been there or the previous only owner said they've been there, that they're going to be cool with it. There's a lot of show horses that get shown, like let's say he gets shown every summer. Before his show uh, season in the summer, they go haul him and practice in different places every single season. So just because I've done it before, don't assume that he's going to be cool with it again. Go, go and practice. Just like with my horse, Rhett, he came off the track. He'd seen all those things. Um, he, he would have been a hot mess. If, like Let's say I'm like, oh, I'm going to go um, take him to a show or they have those things where you can ride on the horse track, the racetrack. He would have not done well <laughs> unless I wanted to go for quite the ride, which I don't want to do. But yeah, he had seen all these things, but he didn't like handle them well. Um, so just kind of depends on the horse. I just don't assume anything. Um, And then when I said before, um, jumpers, hunter jumper type things, um, different jumps, practice different jumps, move your courses around, see so many of the same exact courses, same exact jumps, different fillers, scary fillers, try to do a scarier filler than you're going to jump at the show. Try to know what jumps are going to be at the show. Um, If you're only doing like cross rails, and there's nothing under it, like, if there's suddenly flowers under it, it might be scary. That Appaloosa I mentioned earlier who didn't care about the bed of of roses, the roses put on his back, he was afraid of a strip of fake flowers under his cross rail. So it, it depends on the horse, but try to expose them and change it up as much as you can at home. So breed shows like, thing like quarter horse show Appaloosa show whatever um there can be lots of horses especially in their flat class so get them used to that usually I'm gonna say usually not all the time those horses are pretty chill so it might not be quite as like rowdy as like a well, a different kind of warm-up pen like a rodeo pen or a jumper ring kind of thing but still could be a lot um know your class know that there could be scary corners um, the horse might be in there by himself. How do they handle that? Horse is coming up behind, coming towards you, et cetera. Warm up rings, very scary places. <laughs> um, that one can be tough cause there's a lot going on, but try to communicate as much as possible. Like I'm be like, I'm, I'm on the rail, I'm inside, I'm taking this jump, whatever, um, and, you know, just getting getting ready and getting used for that um the fair like fair environments gonna be a lot of things going on gonna be potentially rides those non-horse people loud sounds marching band. who knows there's all kinds of stuff and you can't expose your horse to everything like I understand that and even if you do it you know it might not necessarily be a good thing but knowing ahead of time is my horse really quiet are they experienced would this be a good environment for them and then kind of going from there So I'm just going to go over some like tips and some things not to do and just kind of a little review. So things that you want to not do is don't just load them in the same place at home. You want to load in unfamiliar environments and practice that. Um, You want to exercise your horse when you get to the show or the clinic or whatever, Um, if that's lunging or riding or hand walking and grazing, um, especially if they're transitioning from constantly grazing in pasture and then just standing in a stall um especially at long shows um don't expect the horse to act the same away as at home that's the probably the biggest thing just don't expect that expect your horse to have way more energy be a lot more spooky just expect that 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 would be my number 1 tip um and then finally how to make good show good show experiences so get the trailer loading solid at different places at home first so like trailer riding trips, like getting after the horse will go in, just slowly make those trips longer and longer. Take horses to quiet places first, like a barn close by where you can just graze and hang out. Then just like I said, do groundwork and then rides, keep it short. Um, and then gradually take the horse to more active places as long as they're handling the quieter places first too. That's important. Just be like, you can't just say, oh, well, we went to this barn last week and then this week we're to the show and then next week we're going to go show. Like, you've done all those things, but how is the horse handling it? That's the most important part. Then go to a few shows or however many your horse needs just to get used to the environment. Um, If you're wanting to go to a bigger show, then go to some of those more intense environments first and see how your horse is going to handle it. Um, multiple, Multiple day shows can give the horse a little bit more of a chance to settle versus just one day show or a half day show or something. Um, and then that also goes, all these tips go for clinics, trail rides, vet visits, et cetera, whenever you're taking a horse somewhere. Hopefully those tips help you and help your horse have a better show experience.